Welcome to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Definitely been uh, a cold week. You know, the, uh, <coughs> yeah, we have definitely had uh, weather pretty much a little bit all over the place. A little bit of snow, a little bit of uh, wet weather, some wind. But... Uh, the um, you know the temperature are going to start to warm up and uh, some of the things that uh, you definitely want to make sure that you address what's going to happen now because of uh, the way the you know the season being just uh, you know a couple of weeks a little bit later than um, than normal to where the buds would already been swollen up. Uh, what you're going to see as soon as we have um, a couple of days of uh, where the night temperature is in the upper 40s and low 50s, uh, you will basically see everything pretty much swell up and uh, ready to burst uh, to open, uh, you know, from uh, magnolia to forsythias. Uh, 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 you'll see the, the leaves just come, you know, come on very, very quickly in a matter of uh, uh, three, four days. So, um uh, you want to make sure that some of the things that you want to do before the, uh, um, you know, before the leaves come on, uh, that uh, you do get done. Uh, like I said the the window is it, it really got short because now you're uh, you're getting um, you know to where you know I saw this week uh, by the end of the week we're going to be in the uh, low 60s um, and uh, what that will do is uh, with the night temperature and the moisture that we have in the ground you're going to see plants just pop. Uh, very quickly uh, out and uh, uh, you, you know you want to make sure that if you have not sprayed your grapes if you have not sprayed your uh, peaches with sulfur uh, make sure that you do that that is really um, a very very important spray that you know to get done uh, on those plants before they break out so um, uh, just pay some extra attention to that uh, one of the things that um, you know as far as the the crabgrass control uh, you know, we have all month, so there's uh, there's plenty of time. Um, there's plenty of time for that. But uh, uh, if your if your soil is firm, if you can walk on your lawn without uh, sinking or without really uh, compressing your soil, uh, that is really the time that you know that you can go ahead and apply the um, either straight fertilizer or crabgrass control. Uh, don't waste um, you know weed and feed it this time of the year because you're not going to get anything out of it. All you're doing you're just basically uh, wasting um, you know product and money. Uh, so you want to make sure that uh, uh, the first thing that you want to apply, if you had crabgrass last year, uh, make sure that you put a crabgrass control. If you're going to overseed, uh, use the uh, the crabgrass control uh, for seeding, so that um, that will allow the uh, you know the uh, the the seed to germinate. Uh, all your eyed ranges, all your blue-eyed ranges, if you want that uh, really deep blue, now is the time to uh, uh, apply aluminum sulfate or soil acidifier. Uh, this will, um, uh, you, you need two applications. One, you do that now, and then one you do generally about uh, uh, mid to late May as the, uh, the the buds get to be about the size of a quarter. Uh, that is uh, the time that you um, you want to do it. The, you want to do the second application. That will really ensure that real deep uh, blue color uh, to them. Uh, so uh, you know, and for the pink ones, apply lime. You know that uh, you really want the soil to be um, much more. Um, you know, the pH much higher. Uh, so lime will. You know, lime will do that, uh, and uh, that pink will be uh, extremely vivid and uh, you know very uh, very uh, you know very true color. 
all your evergreens um, as soon as you can. Uh, make sure that you feed them halitone and iron tone. Uh, put a, a heavy dose of that on the, at this time of the year. Uh, you really want to make sure that uh, uh, you put it all the way around. Don't worry about covering it. Uh, the Mother Nature will take care of it, about uh, getting it down. Uh, on, on any deciduous or flowering shrubs, plantain and iron tone is the... Uh, is the the product to use on there and on any bulbs if you know if you have daffodils uh, tulips uh hyacinths that um they're coming out of the ground uh just go ahead and use bulb tone and iron tone those are the products that you want to use to feed them uh they're very slow all your perennials uh make sure that you go ahead and uh, you know apply that at this time of the year right over them um try to you know you want to do that after you really clean the perennials you know wait until uh you can get in there that you can uh, take all the dead foliage, all the dead uh, debris that's left there from last year. Sometimes you don't get to cut them back all the way down uh, at the end of the year, so you want to make sure that uh, you go ahead and do that first and then just feed them, uh, just apply the um, the plant tone and iron tone all the way around those. And then on the uh, perennials, when it comes to the end of June, early July, uh, you go ahead and put Osmocote at that time. Uh, then you can go ahead and... Uh, you're pretty much set for the, you know, for the for the year, uh, so that you can get the, um, you know, a, a full extended season. Uh, many of the perennials, they're rebloomers. Uh, you really want to make sure that the osmocote is on there at the end of uh, uh, June, early July. Uh, on your fruit trees, uh, make, very important that you spray them now. Uh, all season oil spray is a very good application to use at this time. Uh, that will control any of the uh, eggs from, uh, you know, from breaking out. Uh, so uh, make sure that you go ahead and uh, apply that, or you can use Bonite Orchard uh, spray. Um, great product. It's an organic. You can pretty much use that all season long. Uh, really does a super job. The um, but you know the, the you're going to start to see as soon as this weather starts uh, the night the temperature starts to go up you're going to start to see a lot of uh, insects uh, you know all of a sudden just appear uh, all you know all around from ants uh, you know on out so you want to make sure that uh, uh, as you get the opportunity to go ahead and uh, spray home defense max uh, make sure to spray it all around the house go up about three feet up and three feet out all around the foundation then make sure that you get all the door jams make sure that you get your garage door uh, especially the entrance of what uh, they go from uh, the outside inside the house uh, it's also very safe to use inside the house it's a water base um, does not have an odor the stuff works absolutely amazing and you will get at least six months out of it so it's just a great great product to use um, and that will uh, uh, definitely uh, make sure that uh, you know becomes a, a strong barrier uh, from the you know keeping the insects out from coming in uh, you know especially ants they start as soon as that the temperature um, warms up uh, it seems like they magically appear all over the place so uh, get ahead of it so that um, you're not uh, dealing with that inside the house uh, moles and voles so th this is the next thing that's going to be uh, uh, you know, become very evident. They're already evident out there, but as soon as you can, uh, you'd want to use Molmax. Now, Molmax uh, really works incredibly well, uh, but you have to water it. It's got to be watered in. Um, so if you can apply it while we have these spring rains, uh, that really makes it a lot easier for that to get into the uh, soil, uh, and you will find that um, you're going to have a, a tremendous result with that. But this is the time to do that. Um, you know, the, you know, do your flower beds, do your lawn, uh, any area where you see that you have had a problem. You know, go ahead and do that. 
as as we get into you know warming up, I would apply repels all all around the house. This where this will keep all the chipmunks and all the other nuisance animals uh, out, uh, so that you don't wind up having um, all the. Uh, you know the 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 chipmunks trying to bore underneath the cement and uh, you know under the walks uh, and everywhere, and they multiply at an incredible rate. Um, you know the same thing with the deer. Uh, if you know the, as soon as the plants start to come up, you're going to see all the new growth on there. The new growth will definitely uh, becomes very attractive uh, to the deer, uh, to the uh, uh, rabbits. Uh, these these are the ones you want to protect those before they they get started on it. Uh, use plant skid granulars. Um, I, I put it right on the, right around the uh, the plants on the ground. It works phenomenal. And then as soon as the the uh, the foliage breaks out, go ahead and spray it with the plant skid uh, uh, liquid. The uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, the uh, uh, one of the things that you want to know because of the way the weather is, and I know we ha- we have not had really much of a chance to be outside. Um, make sure that your trimming is done, you know, before everything breaks out. So you're gonna have about a week to ten days before you can really get, um, you know, you, you can get this done uh, so that uh, the foliage doesn't uh, come on. I'm just we're gonna give you a, a very quick uh, reminder. I know I've I've said this uh, probably a couple of times in the last four or five weeks, but I want to make sure that. Uh, you really get the varieties that you can go ahead and trim at this time of the year. The uh, uh, you, you know, spireas, uh, except bridal veils, you know, trim all the spireas. Uh, you can trim as hard as you want, all the hollies, the boxwoods, uh, barberry, roses. Um, you know, trim trim hard, remove all the, uh, the, the hardwood, you know, out of them. Uh, taxes, arborvitaes, do not trim spruces, do not trim pines at this time of the year. Uh, you have to wait until the middle of uh, middle to late June. That would be the perfect time to do those. Alberta uh, spruce, you can go ahead and trim those now. Just give them a light trim, just a light shaping. Uh, any, any of the wajillias, uh, wajillias, cut them back hard to get them down to like about a eight inch uh, basketball size, and then just remove all the old wood. You want a really a fresh plant to come out of there. You want a brand new, beautiful plant to come out. The potentillas. Um, same thing there, cut them down to like about a, a seven, eight inch plant, uh, remove anything really woody inside. And um, that will give you um, a nice fresh plant. Uh, honeysuckles, uh, you know, any of the vines, uh, you want to make sure that um, you clean them all up and get, the, you know, get all the uh, uh, the dead wood out of them. Uh, you want all that fresh wood to grow on there so that it will give you uh, just a beautiful fresh growth through the summer. Uh, Catoni Aster, the same thing. They just cut that way back. They have a tendency to get very woody. Uh, make sure you cut that back. Burning bush. This is the only time that you can really cut burning bush as hard as you want. Uh, you know, if they're... Um, if you have burning bushes, they're like three, four, five feet tall, and you want to get them down to two feet, this is the only time of the year that you can do that. Uh, smoke bush, the same thing there. The uh, the purple plums, all the hydrangea trees, uh, all the hydrangea paniculata bushes. Uh, the trees you want to you know you want to cut like you know you want to trim it down like a basketball size, about an eight to ten inch basketball on top of the tree, and on the bush you want to get down to like about six to eight inch uh, basketball on there, just kind of trim them down hard. You want all the new wood to come out of the ground. You want to keep them down. You want to keep them bushy. Um, they they will make such a better plant by doing that. And I know sometimes uh, you know it's hard to do that. You know the um, 
you know, all the butterfly bushes, uh, just go ahead and trim those down. You want those things down to go down, <clears throat> down to like about an eight inch, eight, eight inch, eight to ten inch. Uh, any old wood, like three year wood, make sure that you remove that. You same thing there. You want all the new growth, to, you know, to come out. Um, the uh, you know clematis, uh, same thing there. Just kind of wait until the all these little buds will start to show. They should just start showing now. Uh, make sure that on those you remove all the old wood, and then. Um, and then go ahead and, uh, um, you know, should be uh, ready to go for the summer. Feed all these plants. Uh, when you trim them heavy, make sure that you, that you feed them uh, on the heavy side, then you will find that the plants will uh, come back just absolutely spectacular. Uh, if you can do this while the plants are dormant, uh, the growth is so much stronger, so much better. If you do them while they're leafed out, there's a stress on the plant that it goes on. Uh, which does affect the growth of the plant, and it does affect how how the plant responds. So trying to get it done while they're dormant, it's really, really important. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. We're going to take a short pause. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Very well. Can you give me a battle plan for Japanese beetles that attack my roses and uh, my uh, Virginia creeper. I'd like to know what products to use from the start of the season and if they would change to use different products towards the end of their season. Yeah, basically, uh, to really uh, control the Japanese beetles, the, the easiest way is uh, uh, there's a product called 8. Uh, what I would do is it, you know look for the uh, generally... Uh, Right around the last week of June, uh, around the 4th of July is when you start to see them. Uh, kind of be on the lookout for the first ones. What happens, the males come out first. Uh, they lay their, um, you know, their, uh, uh, their sap, uh, you know, uh, on the plants uh, to attract the females. Uh, then after that, the females come. So as soon as you see the first one, that would be the perfect time to go ahead and spray eight. And then at the same time, you go ahead and put the, uh, put a uh, bag, uh, that attracts the, uh, the beetles as far away from your plants as you can. Um, and, uh, you will find that, uh, you will control the beetles, uh, just, you know, phenomenal. Uh, and then, uh, is it after you spray them about um, about every week you know, for about two weeks just go ahead and uh, spray the eight and you'll find that uh, you will not have any beetles there the traps what time of year when i set those out uh, you as soon as you see them as soon as you see the um, the first one that is the time that you set the uh, the traps out and by far away, I've got a rather large property. I yeah, and you just uh, put them, like, you know, tw towards, uh, you know, if you put them, like, let's say, uh, 100 feet away from uh, uh, from where your plants are, uh, they would be uh, sufficient uh, to attract them there and just keep them away from the plants. Well, thank you, Angelo. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. You too. Bye-bye. Mm, morning, Gary Angelo. morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Great. Listen, I have a, a garden. It's fenced up. It's raised up every year. I, I know this is um, a commonsensical answer to this, but my problem is I really don't have enough time during the season 
to cultivate it, you know, weeding this, that, but I water it, nourish it, all that. I get those weeds or whatever you call them. They're like green leaves and like a burgundy, a reddish looking color weeds all over with the, you know, with the stem and all that. And I mean, surrounded. And how yeah. do I get rid of that? The, um, well, I mean, the, the only way that, um, you know, once you have the vegetables in there, uh, there's really not much that you can do ex- except hoeing uh, and okay, getting them out. Okay. So, okay. Uh, okay. right, what do you have in there now? Did you did you put any, uh, like, did you put a cover crop in there last fall or? No, I no. did not. I don't do that every year. Uh, winter wheat? Yeah. I mean, that would be, um, that's one way to really help control uh, that because that has a tendency to really choke everything out. That would be okay. I'll one, do that next year. Yeah, one way to start. But right now, what I would do is before you plant, uh, you could go ahead and I would put print down as soon as you can now. Now, uh, yeah, okay, so I should turn it over real quick and then clean it up a little bit and throw the print and, and put the print down. Uh, so that way you make sure. Uh, I would actually even put the print now before you work because it could be three, four weeks, three weeks before you get to turning it. Uh, okay. So put the print down now. So it, the, anything that germinates that will prevent anything from germinating. Then when you turn the garden over, clean it up yes. the best you can. Then go ahead and put the print down again, and oh, then okay. and then when you plant. Um, you know, when you're all done planting, I would go ahead and kind of touch up around the plants, and then you're pretty well set. Uh, there will, they should around the plants with cream. Yeah, they should, they should uh, uh, take care of uh, the biggest part of, uh, of of the weed problem that you have. Uh, then when it comes, but you know, if you get into where in the fall, you either put uh, winter wheat or you put winter uh, uh, rye as, as a cover crop. Uh, you will find that after you know two three years, uh, all that I'll will, notice will, a difference. Will, will be all choked out. Oh, that's great! All right, thank you very all much. All right, have a great day. Yep, bye bye. Morning, Good morning, Good Andrew. morning. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. A couple quick questions for you. I have a, a plant, three of them, or a shrub, that has been identified as a, a current of of sorts. And only about the top third of the plant uh, has any uh, leaves. It's all budding right now, but we had a fungus on it. I saw the leaves at the end of the year. So I guess my question is, what treatment should I be applying? What should I do to that? those currants? They're fairly large in size. Yeah, what I would do, um, you know, especially on current, every so often it really does pay to go ahead and cut them down. Okay. Um, you know, you're not going to get as much fruit on there. Uh, you're going to get more sporadic fruit for one year. But every so often, it's really a great idea to have to rejuvenate the plant. So what I would do is if you have, uh, if your your bottom is all bare and all you have is leaves yeah. on top, I would go ahead and cut it down, um, you know, cut it down to like about six inches. Let let all the new growth come out of the ground, you know, just reestablish a nice uh you know, full plant from the from the ground up, um, and as big of a root as you have there, they will grow rather uh, rather quickly. Uh, but you will find that uh, by doing that every uh, you know about every three four years, uh, go ahead and cut it down. Uh, you'll find that uh, the plant you know it's gonna it'll produce so much more fruit, and it'll be so much healthier and so much better plant. Okay, so after I cut it down, do I fertilize? I, I would just go ahead and feed it. You know, plant on an iron tone. Uh, feed it with that. Uh, do it again at the end of June. Um, all the new growth that comes out of it, uh, you will get the fruit on there. 
Um, but uh, you know, it, it, but you, you're going to find that the, the plant will be much fuller, uh, much shorter, and uh, uh, all that new growth. That's where that's where your fruit is going to come from. Okay, great. Uh, one other quick question, or two other quick questions: figs that have been in dormant in the garage, other than uh, osmocote and just uh, acclimating to them to the outside. Anything else? That, that's that's, really, that's really about all. That's really about. All. I think uh, the thing now are they out already? Uh, is uh, a, two is, two of the two of them are out. One uh, uh, when you say out, I'm assuming you mean leaves. The leaves, yeah. The, yeah. The, okay, well, you know, um, towards the end of this week, when it's going to be like in the um, in the fifties and the, like forties and fifties at night, uh, I would go ahead and put them out. Leave them out overnight. When you first take them out, put them on the uh, on the north side. Put them in a shady area. And if you take if you can take them out on a cloudy day, not on a sunny day, yes. uh, that really gives them a chance to acclimate. Okay, all right. And then one other quick question regarding <clears throat> the grass uh, right now. Um, I, I've listened to your show many times now. So we've seeded in the fall or overseeded, and I have the lightning lime. Is it okay to go ahead and put the lightning lime and overseed again now? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Put, yeah. put them out at the yeah. same time. You can put them out at the same time. Uh, the sooner you do it, the better. Uh, right now, there's a lot of moisture in the ground. The the moisture will suck the lime in, very, you know, very quickly, and will make it activate it quickly. Uh, the seed will bind to that soil uh, very quickly, and as the soil temperature goes up, the seed will germinate on its own. There's really no maintenance on your end of it. Um, so the sooner you can do that, the, the less work you're going to have to do. The less things you have to worry about. Got it. And the grubex, you said, go you, ahead you, and you can, I, I would wait. I would wait a couple more weeks. I would after the fifteenth. Uh, I would go ahead and apply that. Let the, let the soil temperature warm up a little bit more. Yeah. It will work. Uh, you know, it'll work a lot better. And how about the fungicide as a preventative? I have a, a pretty large yard. Putting it this time of the year, uh, it doesn't. It's not going to do you a whole lot of good. Okay. Now, if you have, you know, if you have a snow mold and that, it's a different story. But as a preventative, uh, you're you're way way ahead. I, I would wait. You know, if you've had the problems there before. What I would do, I would wait until we get into uh, the end of May, early June, when the temperatures start to go from spring to summer. Uh, that's when you're going to see the activation of that uh, really uh, take on. But if you, you know, if you have snow mold, uh, then I would go ahead and put that down. Uh, you know, make sure that those areas are taken care of. But uh, outside of that, I would wait. Uh, it, it's not going to do you a whole lot of good at this Got time. It. Awesome. One quick question, last thing, and I'll get out of your hair. Meyer lemon, I picked up at your store in. Uh Chagrin Bainbridge. Uh, never had one before. I know I got to get citrus tone for it. Anything else? That's it. That's okay. it. And enjoy it. That's a great plant to have in a house. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. Well, you have a great day. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. You're listening to Gardening with Angel. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Short pause for the news. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You're listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Gerard Angelo. Morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Good, great. Hey, um, I have some flower beds by the house where the gutters drain off into the flower bed. And like this year, it's been a lot of water in there. And there's various flowers in there from foxgloves, lilies, daisies, etc. 
What would be the best fertilizer and when to put it on there? Uh, plant tone and iron tone uh, would be the best thing to use there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end of June, early July, you want to use Osmocote. When you use the Osmocote at that time, use it on the heavier side. Uh, that will um, really ensure that the uh, the plants will uh, stay good and vegetative right through the summer. Um, and then the the uh, you know by eighty percent of the perennials are rebloomers. Yes. Uh, so those you know the you know cut them back as you know the, the flowers are about seventy five percent spent. Mm-hmm. Um, cut them back down to like about six inches, um, and uh, they will just come right back and they will you know they'll start the second cycle of flowering. Uh, don't let them go. Don't let them bloom out. If they bloom out, they kind of seed up, and once they're seeded, they're pretty much shut down. Uh, the system pretty much tells them that they're done for the year. Uh, so you want to make sure that, um, you know, on, the, on a lot of those varieties, uh, don't let them go to seed just kind of when they're like 75, 80% bloomed out, there's just a few blooms left, uh, you know, cut them down, and uh, you'll find that uh, they, uh, they will perform beautifully the rest of the summer. Okay, very good. Um, two more real quick. Moss um, on the front yard. I heard you just a little bit ago saying put it down now. Yeah, put it down now. A light, lightning line would be the best thing. It's a very, very quick activating line or or, or hydrated line. Uh, both of them work very, you know, very well. Uh, the lightning line is uh, it's a lot cheaper. Okay. Um, and it covers a lot more ground, and it really does a phenomenal job. It's it's a new product that came out uh, a year or two ago. Uh, it's really made that job a lot easier than it used to be. Okay, one one more quick one. When you mentioned trimming all those bushes, what would you ideally is burning bush fertilized with what? After plant tone and iron tone. Plant tone and iron iron and, tone. And the evergreens would be holly tone and iron tone. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yeah. Mm, bye bye. Morning, get out, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Go ahead. Good morning. Hello. The roots growing all over. Can I cut those? Uh, I'm it's sorry. hard to mow the lawn. I didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't get. Uh, it. I have an, a maple tree. Oh, that has in the a, front yard. You get the seedlings the on root, there. The roots are growing all over. Can I cut them? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Uh, what you do is, uh, uh, you know, especially all the ones that they're sticking up. Go ahead and cut them. Uh, take them out. Uh, put a little bit of soil on there, and try to you know kind of overseed. Uh, you know, you probably have uh, silver maples. Uh, unfortunately, they, um, you know, they'll keep coming up. So every uh, couple of years or so, you're going to take some out. Uh, but uh, but you can go ahead and cut them. You're not going to hurt the tree one bit. I'm not going to hurt the tree. No, not at all. All right. What about a red bud? Uh, same thing. You, you know, if the roots are above the ground. Also, what you should take a look at it could be that um, one of the reasons why, especially on red bud, if the roots are on top of the ground. What that means is that the soil is very compact. The roots are coming up for air. They're not getting the air uh, in the ground, and they're coming up. You may want to use a uh, aerator around the tree so that you can kind of, uh, you know, take some plugs out, let some air in there, let some water in there. Uh, also, by keeping some mulch on top of it, also keeps the, uh, you know, the uh, the, the soil a little bit moisture and will let the air through there a little bit better. Is there a distance that from the root of the tree to the where the roots are that I should cut the the roots? No, you can on, you on can, the maple. No, you can go ahead and cut it right up the right up to the trunk if you need to. Right up to the trunk. All right, thank you. All right, well you have a great day. Yep, bye bye. Morgan Angelo. 
Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hey, How you Good yes. morning. Fine. I have a curly willow tree that's about uh, four inches uh, around. It's about ten foot from the house, and I want the roots came into the sure. basement, mm-hmm. and I want to kill that tree. I want to make sure it dies. I mean, what should I put on the roots? Uh, what I would down? do? Well, I think the the first thing I would do let it, um, you know, cut it down, cut it down to the ground. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let it come up. You know, let let the growth come. You know, you're gonna get a lot of growth right out of the um, right out of the roots. And as the the growth comes, the new growth comes on. Just use Roundup concentrate. You know, the extra strength concentrate okay. straight. Don't don't mm-hmm. mix it with any water. And I just go ahead and use that on the leaves. Uh, and then just you know wait a you know another uh, two three weeks. See if anything else comes up. Uh, but that'll be the best way to kill it. Okay, thank yeah. you so much. All right. You have a great bye. day. Yeah, mm, bye-bye. You. Morning, get out with Angelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Angelo. Uh, uh, what are we doing? Good. Uh, I have three quick questions. What do I do with my milkweed plant? I never cut it down in the fall. So I would go ahead and cut that down now. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you want to cut it down to the ground. Okay. Uh, feed them, and uh, they're ready to go. Okay, what do I feed them with? Plantone and iron tone. Okay. Um, my second question is, do I need to plant two zucchini plants? It seems like my zucchini plant is great, and then it just dies off. Yes. Yeah, you you definitely need more than one. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that, that, if not, they're not going to pollinate, so yeah, okay. you definitely need two. Okay. And what do I do with my Easter lily? Can I plant it outside? You, you go ahead and plant it. Pretty much all the Easter plants, if you have tulips, daffodils, hyacinths, uh, Easter lily, uh, any of that, any of those uh, bulbs, go ahead and once they're done blooming, just go ahead and plant them in the ground as if you would any other plant. And you can do that now. Frost and freeze is not going to affect any of that. Plant okay. them and they'll be, and they'll, uh, put a little bit of food on there and they're set to go uh, for next year. Okay, good. Thank you, and welcome back. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. Uh, I have a couple questions. I have a fig tree in the garage. Can I trim that back now or not? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Um, like how much? Because, I mean, it's very very tall. So should I go down to about four foot? Yeah, what I would do, uh, it, 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 that's a tree, not a bush. Yes. Okay. Um, what I would do, I would go ahead, I would not trim the side, but just take the top and cut the top off to, to, where, to the height that you're comfortable with. Okay. Uh, and then just let it regrow from there. Um, now, on the, on the, uh, uh, the old branches, you're going to get your first figs. Okay. Um, on the new wood, you get the figs normally that, you know, they'll be later, later on in the summer. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, and I would do that every year. So you really, what, what you're going to wind, what you're going to wind up doing, getting that bottom to fill out with more branches. So you got more figs down there. Okay. And not have the height. And then you can just keep cutting the height every year. Uh, so that, uh, it stays at a certain height and, uh, uh, you know, just a, a lot bushier plant. Okay, because it's like about, I guess about six foot. So just go down. Uh, yeah, about go, 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 go down to four foot and, uh, okay. you, you know, feed it. Um, what size pot is it in now? I have, I did transplant it last year and it really took off. Okay, so what I would do is, you know, take it out when, when you take it outside and let it, uh, you know, it starts to get going. Uh, or you can do that now. Take the tree out of the pot. 
but you're going to find that they, you know, they, you know, they grow rather quickly. Um, so you, 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 what you're going to find that the roots are going to be uh, circling around that pot, and the, the bottom is going to be very thick in roots. Mm-hmm. Take the bottom, take off about two to three inches straight off the bottom, cut that straight straight across. Okay. And on the side, any uh, roots that they are bigger than a pencil, go ahead and cut them with a hand pruner. Okay. And then with your hands, just kind of break all the soil all the way around, okay? Yeah. And then put some fresh soil at the bottom and put the plant back in and then go ahead and put new soil all the way around, you know, kind of refill the sides. Okay, even if uh, next year? Yeah, that's okay. I would do that every year. Oh, okay. Okay, what that does, it basically gets rid of all these coarse roots. Okay. And it'll give you a fiber root. A fiber root will absorb a lot more nutrients, and it will keep the plant a lot better in a smaller uh, size pot. Uh, than, because what's, if you don't do that every year or two, you're going to have to go to a bigger pot and bigger pot. Eventually, you're not going to be able to handle it. Okay. By you, keeping, by you getting rid of all the coarse roots and creating more fiber, you're still going to have to transplant it to a bigger size, but it buys you a couple years. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, one other thing. You said the Wygelia, I can trim that back now. Yeah, I would go ahead and cut that back uh, down. You know, you want to cut the Wygelia down, picturing a, uh, like an 8 to 10 inch basketball. Right. And then uh, Wygelias have a tendency to get very old wood in the inside of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way you can tell, you'll see that the wood looks looks old. Uh, no, Teoria will look old. Right. Uh, it's got all it, the skin is all peeling. It's cracking. Uh, though, if you have any of that, just get a hand pruner. Just go ahead and cut that off, and let it rejuvenate. Let it regrow all new wood. Put do that now. Uh, and you will find, you know, feed it heavy. You will find that the plant will be absolutely brand new. It'll be absolutely spectacular all summer. And a- and after that's done blooming, um, you know, most wygelias are, re- you know, are rebloomers. Yeah. So once it's done blooming, I would go ahead and uh, take the plant. Just go ahead and take about one third off, uh, which that would be about the end of June. Uh, they will come back up. With all new growth, you'll have beautiful foliage, and you'll have a lot more flowers. Okay. Okay. And the last thing on on lavender, I didn't trim it back. Can I trim it back? Yeah, what I would do, I would wait another... um you know, a week or so. Let let, let couple. Uh, you need about four or five days of night temperature. That to go. You know, it's in the fifties. Yeah. Um, then I would go ahead and clean it out. Get your hands in there. Take all. You know, you're gonna find that inside there. There's gonna be a lot of dead uh, needles. A lot of, a lot of stuff just sitting inside. Make sure that you remove all of that. Uh, put your hand in there. Just kind of shake it. Let it fall down. Clean it all out. Then I would go ahead and take about one third off. I would go ahead and cut cut that off um, and shake. It, uh, you, you know, you'll find that the, once you do that, you feed it. Uh, you're gonna have all new growth on there. You're gonna have it's, it's gonna look absolutely spectacular. But you know, make sure that you clean it because uh, all those needles, all those dead needles, and that stuff inside the plant that harbors a lot of insects, a lot of eggs. So you want to clean all that out. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you very all much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How we doing? All righty. Angelo, I have a dry, shady area. Would uh, Daphne's grow there? Daphne's? Yeah. No. 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 I would, um, I mean, frankly, uh, Daphne's, uh, the only place that you can grow Daphne's in this area, I believe, is in Lake County uh, or uh, along the lake. 
Oh. It's got to be very, very sandy soil. Oh, I see. Um, in our soil, it does. It, they don't grow. Uh, they just, you know, they just kind of rot. The the, the water, uh, their water, they get waterlogged, and all it takes is one time. Um, I have tried every which way to, to introduce those plants. That they have uh-huh. more. Than, I, I love the plant, uh, but uh, the, the success rate is so poor. Oh. And uh, so frustrating, and they're not—they're uh, not cheap plants. They're, they're expensive plants. Yeah. Um, the the longevity is—you know—all it does, all it takes, is one time to overwater when they're done. So. Oh boy. So it—I um, would not waste my money on that. Uh, if you have a very dry area over there. Yes. Very um, dry and shady. And shady. So what I would do there, um, I would um, first, first I would use an aerator because okay. in, the, in that area over there, the soil has a tendency to be very compacted. Yes. So you want to uh, get some aeration in there so that you can grow something, otherwise you're not going to be able to grow anything. And then the next thing I would do, um, if you want to use grass, there's a product called Dura Shade. Dura Shade. Uh, yeah, uh, very good, very good uh, lawn, uh, very good seed for uh, heavy shade. Uh-huh. Uh, that'll work very well in there. Uh, but every year. Uh, you're going to have to aerate that area if you want to get uh, anything to grow in there. Oh, I see. All righty. All right. You. Well, you have a great day. You yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Morning, Uh Hi. Um, Good morning. I have a uh, raised uh, vegetable garden I had from last year, and it seemed like all my product, all of my plants, had end rot. Uh, they all produced. But they all had inrot. Is there anything I can add to the soil? Yeah, the first. The, yeah, the first thing I would do right now, I would use a lightning lime. Uh, basically, what happened? Your soil got very acidy for uh, for whatever reason. Um, it uh, it just um, the acid level uh, got very high. Uh, just I would go ahead and uh, make sure that uh, right now you use uh, you know the lightning lime in there. Uh, let it let it soak down. Then when you plant um, your vegetables, uh, take the lightning line, get like a little handful after you're done planting, and just kind of spread it right on top of the soil, uh, right around the plant, and and water it in. Okay, I can do that. All right. Thank you for your time. You have a great day. Yeah, bye bye. Morgan Arangelo. Hello, good morning. How are we doing? Okay, how are you? Excellent, thank you. I just have two. Uh, one question for you. I have two lilac bushes. One's a bush. One looks like a tree. Okay. Can I cut them back now, or I have to wait? No, before? no. I would wait until okay. wait until they're down blooming. Okay. I mean, you can cut them back now. You're just gonna okay. let you're gonna forego the blooming. That's you know. So, but since they're there, uh, right. enjoy the blooms when it comes. You know, uh, in May. Uh, as soon as the the blooms are all spent, you can cut the lilacs down to as much as you want. You can you can cut them down to the ground if you want to. Really? Okay, yeah, and uh, wow. they will come right back out of the ground. They will come right back out of the the bottom uh, plants. Uh, you know the bottom branches, um, right. and they'll be uh, you know feed them heavy. Now the tree. Um, what I would do with that after it's done blooming, you can go ahead and cut that back. If the if the uh, the head is bigger than than you want for the spot, you can go ahead and cut that back uh, down. Uh, you can take it back, you know, one third, one half, whatever whatever it takes to oh. fit the area uh, that you want there. But I would do that right after they're done blooming. Okay, I right. appreciate it. Thank All you right. very much. You have a great day. Yeah, bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Uh, I have a, a decomposed 
leaves. Can I put that on my tomato garden? Uh, you can. Uh, the, only, the, only thing that, the only thing that I would caution you that they have a tendency to um, um, uh, sour. You know, the the soil, the pH uh, goes lower. Uh, if you're going to use that, make sure that you use either hydrated lime or lightning lime at the same time. Work that in with the soil so that the pH doesn't go down uh, to where you're going to wind up either having problem growing the plants or uh, wind up with uh, end bottom rot. How much can I use of the decomposed leaves? You can use, you know, you, you know. I mean, I wouldn't use, uh, you know, fifty-fifty, but you can definitely uh, use enough to work into the soil, so the soil, you know, feels nice and broken up. Uh, but and they're good for it, you know. That that's a good thing to do. I'm just uh, saying, with that, make sure that you use the the lime, uh, and it has to be either hydrated or the lightning lime because it needs something that needs to release quickly. Um, so that uh, uh, your, your pH doesn't get too low, so that either things don't grow or you're going to wind up with a lot of issues with the plants. What about using them in my perennial garden? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can use them. They're very good to use all over. The only thing that I would say, when, whatever you use them, make sure that you use some lime with it. Okay. I have a mountain lime laurel that's not doing well. Is there anything I can do for it? Yeah, what I would do with that, uh, you can go ahead and uh, cut it back now. Uh, you, you know, it's probably woody at the bottom, and probably yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what I would do is go ahead and cut it back. You know, t- you know, take it back to the into the wood. Uh, feed it heavy with holly tone and iron tone. Um, that uh, that will regrow off of the um, uh, into the from the old wood. Then, when it comes the end of June, just go ahead and feed it again heavy. Um, they do very well around here that, uh, you know, generally, um, if, um, you know, if they're not trimmed, if they're not, uh, you know, fed, uh, they're, they are a heavy feeder. If you don't feed them and that, they will go kind of backwards. And that's, uh, uh probably what happened uh, to the one you have. It kind of, the, you know, kind of dried up a little bit and dropped some leaves and just got woodier. But, uh, you yeah. know, cut it yeah. back, feed it, uh, feed it now, feed it at the end of June, feed it, uh, the end of October. Um, and you will find that the plant will come back. Okay. Can I put osmocote on my roses now? I would not. I would not use osmocote on your roses. Uh, osmocote is going to make the plants grow way too fast. Uh, you really want to use uh, either um, a plant tone and iron tone, or you can use uh, a, 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 um, a rose food that uh, either Orto or Rabanite made that that's formulated for the roses. Uh, but uh, osmocote is way, way too much uh, nitrogen for that plant. What about my other perennials? Can I use the, the, the osmocote? The perennials, what I would do at this time, I would use plant tone and iron tone in the spring. I would use osmocote at the end of June, uh, first week of July, so that they are really set for the summer. Uh, oh. Okay, that, that's, that is the best combination to use. Use plant tone and iron tone at this time, and then at the okay. end of June... Uh, you can load them up with osmocote, and you're done for the year then. But that will give you the opportunity for the plants to really uh, be very uh, vegetative through the summer. Uh, they, they will bloom a lot stronger. They, you know, and the ones that are rebloomers, you cut them back and let them rebloom. Okay, thank okay. you very much for All your right. help. Well, you have a great day. Yeah, bye-bye. You too, bye-bye. Morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good, good morning, how are we doing? 
Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Really appreciate your program. You have given me so many helps through the years. I have a couple quick questions, please. I have a hemlock, which is very overgrown. I had it topped once. It's still too bushy. I tried trimming the sides of it, and I can't go up very high. When can I trim it, and how hard? Um, I would wait until uh, the, uh, after the new growth comes, which would be uh, end of, um, I would do that at the end of June. Yes. Um, and at that time, you can go ahead and trim it. Um, you can go a little bit harder than uh, than normal, uh, but you can go too hard into the uh, into the dry wood. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to have someone professionally do it because it's so tall. I can't possibly reach it. Yeah, but to have them, um, they can go ahead and cut it. They can go back into the wood. You know, so on a hemlock, you're going to have uh, last year's wood and two years ago's wood, and then you go into the dry part inside. You mm-hmm. can definitely go into the second year wood and cut, and and it will rebreak. Uh, but that would be the that would be the time to do that. Okay, it can be cut back hard and top because it's, it's yes. so tall, it's hitting some of the wires, the telephone yes. wires. Yeah, they, they can definitely do that. Okay, also another question. I get powdery mildew every year on my lilacs and dogwood. When can I spray that with some type of fungus yeah, to I would, not have that trouble? I, I would go ahead and use that uh, right after they're done blooming. Okay. I would go ahead and spray it and use you know use a fungicide and you know copper fungicide will work very well on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also use copper fungicide right before um, it, uh, it they bloom. As you see, the the leaves are fully you know as the the leaves are forming, the buds start showing. You can go ahead and use copper fungicide on there. It's organic; okay. it doesn't burn. Um, it, and then after they're done blooming, just go ahead and hit them again. A second time. Yep. Okay, and one last question, please. I have a big spot on my grass. It occurred last year. It's about six feet in diameter. I had uh, cleaned it up. I raked it. I put down line, and I got the grass to grow again. And I noticed again this year the same spot, the same thing's happening. What can I do with that? Yeah, there's got to be something uh, in that soil um, okay. that that's uh, that's creating that. Basically, you know, when um, sometimes when uh, the new homes are uh, built and they're graded, uh, depending on what they bury, you know, and you know, you, you'll find sometimes that uh, uh, they you know if they cover up uh, stumps, uh, mm-hmm. four, five, six, seven, ten years later. Uh, you'll find all of a sudden that the, the soil kind of, um, uh, you get a depression in there. Um, it's, that's the, the stump decomposing. Um, what's happening where you're at over there uh, in, the, in that spot there, something is decomposing at the bottom that's coming up. Uh, well, I haven't had it in the past few years. Just the last two years, and this house has been established, or it was built in 51. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, but, uh, uh, something, it, it has to do something with the soil. Something is in that soil. Uh, if you really, you know, want to find out what I would do, you know, you can get a soil sample there and okay. get that tested. Uh, they will tell you exactly what the problem is. Uh, but it's the only way, it's, it's the only way you're going to find out. But, uh, I would be willing to bet whatever it is, it's something that, uh, decomposed, uh, it changed underneath that, it changed the pH. Of okay. the soil to create that condition. Okay. All right. Thank All you right. so much for taking my call. Have a wonderful day. All right. You have a great day. Thanks so okay. much. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Um, can I transplant an old? Um, 
and all my, all my old perennials this time of the year, including my clematis. Absolutely. Uh, what I would do is wait until um, you want them to be up about two inches. Okay. So wait, you know, they, they, they do much better when they're growing. So wait until they're about like two inches up. And then go ahead and uh, dig up the whole clump and transplant it uh, to the to the new location. Uh, the clematis, what I would do, uh, cut the cut the clematis down to like about a foot. Okay. Um, dig up the whole, but the same thing there. I would wait until those little buds start showing yeah. on the clematis, um, and you and they're very visible as soon as uh, you. They look like a, like a rice, like the size of a rice. So once you see that um, the little buds show up on the on the branch, that would be that would be the perfect time to move them. Uh, they move very easy. Uh, when you go to replant them, make sure that you plant them up. They don't like to be uh, low, um, so that uh, the the drainage doesn't kill them. Uh, just to make sure that you keep them at the same level, but keep them up and put them in an area uh, where the the soil drains well. Okay, and one more question. I adopted a big hundred pound female dog last spring and she's destroying our yard with her urine is there anything i can do no no not really not really uh you know uh, you can put lime in those areas and that but it's uh it doesn't really do a whole lot it really doesn't yeah i I think uh, i think you know either you have to designate an area for the dog to go in um, and do that, but if uh, you know if they go all over uh, the yard, uh, you, you know you'll be wasting uh, you'll be wasting your money. Me telling you to use stuff on there that's going to uh, f- uh, fix that. It could, there is no such thing to fix that. Okay, so the areas that are dead, I just need to. No, yeah, you can. Yeah, the area they're dead. You know, if, they, if the dog is not going to go there again, right. then you can fix them. But as long as the dog goes out there, you're going to have the same problem. Yeah, I think I'm going to do what you said and just, just you know designate an area. Yeah, I think that would be that would be the smartest thing to do because if not, uh, you're, you're going to be fighting something that you you will never be able to fix. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah, you have a great day. Well, the hour has gone by awful fast. Uh, You know, pretty nice day out there. A little chilly, but nice. And uh, definitely uh, some of the things that I talked about, you can definitely uh, achieve to do out there. Have a wonderful day. I'll be back next Saturday. Bye-bye.